Welcome to The Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mom of six kids, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Payne Show. This is the very first time this has happened, but Jesse and I are completely re-recording an episode. Not because we didn't get the audio or there was some technical issue. It was called, we recorded this episode when we were very, very tired. Yeah, I was basically half asleep and you fell were asleep halfway through. Nodding off and had your eyes closed for most of it. And we were trying to get it done after the little kids went to bed. And when we listened back to the episode, we realized we need to redo this. So anyway, we are going to be talking about one small tweak we have made recently that's made a big change in our lives and had a huge trickle-down effect. And we're going to talk about how you can process through if you feel like you're stuck, like something's not working. And I'm going to give you the four A's for moving forward and changing your life and making tweaks when you feel like something's not working. But before we get to that, Jesse, as always, it's been an eventful week. (laughs) Every time I say that, life is just never dull here. We are basically a Petri dish right now of every virus. We've kind of had it all go through the house. We had RSV, was it two and a half weeks now, I think it started and went through all but two of us. So five of us got RSV. No, six. Sorry. How many people do we have in our family? We have eight people in our family and I said all but two. Oh, I rarely think of all of us. I just think of the number of kids. Yes. So six of us had RSV started with David And he did not get it. I mean, he was very sick, but Kirsten and Micah were the ones who got it the worst. Which was absolutely amazing. We're just so grateful because Down syndrome and RSV can be very, very dangerous. And the majority of our friends who have had a child with Down syndrome who gets RSV ends up in the hospital. And he just kind of weathered it like a champ. Mm -hmm. But Kirsten and Micah didn't fare so well. And... They didn't end up having to go to the hospital, but we spent many, many a late night wondering whether we needed to take them into the ER, testing their O2 levels. And then I think we made three trips into urgent care or the doctor. Um, They were just very, very sick. Not with just the two of them. And well, we took David. We also took David. We took David in as well. But so anyway, so there was that. And then you and I ended up getting RSV. We did not get it at all as bad as them, but we, I mean. And actually, Kirsten was the only one that got tested for RSV. So she was the only one that said, yeah, this is RSV. So we're assuming that what David had was RSV. We're assuming that what we had was RSV. And also, we passed it on to somebody who then passed it on to his mom, and she had RSV. So we're assuming that all of us, all of us had it. Yes. All of us, because we all had basically the same symptoms. And I am still 
coughing and still having wheezing. And I had asthma when I was a little girl and it feels like a lot of that asthma stuff came back. And it was our first time that we know of to ever have RSV and it was no joke. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a newfound appreciation when people say that they have that. So we were on the mend from that. And then last Sunday, Kirsten started throwing up and we actually thought that the first time she did it, uh, it was in the middle of the night and she woke up coughing and then threw up. And I honestly just thought it was just from coughing, coughing. but then it kept happening. And finally we realized this is not just throwing up from coughing. And gratefully you and I did not get that one, but all three little ones said, I don't know how we didn't because they were coughing and throwing up all over us. And we, I'll spare some of the details, but one of the nights I literally felt it splatter up onto me and like get into my eye and stuff. I'm like, how, I don't know how I didn't get it, but, um, so we are all recovered. We believe from all of that, I'm Mm -hmm. ready to bubble wrap everyone and dip them in some type of, I don't know, sanitizer or there's this germ destroyer essential oil. And I just kind of want to rub that on everything in our home, but it was just in time for us to be all well, because then David had his surgery that we've been planning for quite some time. Just, was it just yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) feels like the last 48 hours have been really long. Um, anyway, so he was supposed to have two surgeries. He was supposed to have while he was under, um, the get his tonsils and his adenoids shaved. They decided not to remove them just because he's very small and has, you know, complex medical things. And so they just felt like it was less risky for them to just shave them. And then um, he was supposed to get his port or his feeding tube kind of reconstructed, but he's, his port has been doing so well Recently, we've started gauzing it and taping it differently, and he got a different kind of port that when you took him in for the pre-op appointment, the doctor said, I think that we can skip this surgery, especially because exciting news, we recently dropped a feed. And so he went from having five feeds a day to four feeds a day, and we are then supplementing that feed with an oral feed because he's been doing so well with oral feeding and they're ready for us to drop another feed. And so just because he's doing so well with oral feeding and tube weaning, the doctor was like, you know, I don't know how much longer he's actually going to have this G-tube for. So, you know, we've learned you temper your expectations. So that does not mean like in two months from now, we're getting Mm -hmm. the G-tube out. But just the fact for his feeding therapist and the doctor and all of them, for them to be talking about this, for them to even be entertaining the idea of him already dropping another feed is a really big deal. In fact, you said that you had to tell the feeding therapist, hey, we're not going to drop another feed yet. He's got this surgery coming up. We're going to wait until after the surgery. Um, So anyway, that was very exciting and unexpected news. So he had the surgery yesterday, did really well. he didn't seem to have any sort of complications. They were also able to, while they were um, in there, checked his ear tubes, found out that one of them had fallen out. They replaced that and went ahead and replaced the other one, did a hearing test and 
His hearing was, from what I could tell on the chart, you said that she said normal. It looked like it was not quite normal, but very close to normal. Is that accurate? Yes. You and I haven't really even gotten to talk and process through because they ended up keeping him overnight at the hospital, which we weren't expecting, but they just did that because of Down syndrome and he's had complications with anesthesia before. And so it was just kind of a precautionary sort of thing, but he did really well. You know, he did, he was a His oxygen amazing. was the best it's ever been. Yep. Like he's never, he was, he's, he was sitting at 99, even a hundred sometimes. Yes. Without the, without inches. even any um, oxygen in the last two surgeries, the first one, he had a terrible time with regulating his oxygen levels. And then the second one, they had to keep oxygen on him. I think it was close to at least 12 hours after the surgery for him to regulate. And this time they took it out after they turned it off. Was it within a few hours? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So anyway, we're just really grateful. It is funny though, because our experience with surgeries with him have been, he had his lip repair, Mm -hmm. which that was a pretty significant surgery when he was not physically in good shape. He was still very malnourished and he was very small and we, he just come to us and that surgery, there was a lot of just scary things that happened, complications afterwards, all of that. And then his next surgery was his cleft palate repair, which is a significant surgery. Mm -hmm. And he, again, like he did better with that one just because we kind of knew more what to do with anesthesia and oxygen and how to help him um, with that. Mm -hmm. But he still, when he came out of surgery, like he was a mess and for hours and hours just writhing in pain. And so that's been our experience with surgery. And so for him to come out of this surgery and it seemed like, like I wasn't there at the hospital at first, but you said he, I mean, you sent me video and he's sitting up and he's trying mm-hmm. to talk and he's trying to pull his cords and throw things out of his, his toys, throw yep. them out of the crib and everything. I was like, Oh, he's oh, himself. <laughs> this is very different than and when I got there last night. He, I mean, there was, you could tell he was a little bit uncomfortable, mm-hmm. especially as the medicine would be wearing off, but he was so so much better. And so we're just grateful. And today he seems almost his normal self. I mean, as soon as he got home, he wanted to take a bath. He wanted to get into everything. He was just excited to be home. So we're really grateful for that. So I just finished listening to a really fascinating book. It's actually a time period that I don't think I've ever listened or read a book on. It was during the beginning of the Cold War and it was when the Berlin Wall goes up. And I'm assuming that the book was very well-researched. I feel like there's a lot that I don't know about this time period. Honestly, Jesse, the only thing I feel like my context for this was, remember when we went to the museum Mm -hmm. in DC? I loved that place. It's so sad because it shut down for some reason. That was such a great museum. But anyway, they had this exhibit I remember on the bottom floor that was about the Berlin Wall. And I remember going through and them talking about just what it was like to live on the inside of the Berlin Wall and people trying to get out and different crazy things that they did to try to escape. And so this book was written, it's it's fiction, but it was a family who part of the family was trapped inside the Berlin Wall and part of the family was on the other side. And how that happened was that the dad and the son went across, which you could still 
you know, go into, was it East Berlin? Yes. Sounds like they lived in West Berlin. They went into East Berlin. Yes. And so he went into East Berlin. There had been kind of talk that something was going to be happening, but they had no idea that it was going to be this wall that was going to go up. And so they just woke up one morning and they had heard some stuff in the night, but then woke up and it wasn't a wall. It was just this huge fence. With why, barbed wire. why were they on the opposite side? Did they go to work or did were they go to he buy was, something or a store or what was it? It was something like with the business that he did, he went across to, and he was going to be gone for two days. And that was just when it went. Okay. Up. So it wasn't just like they went to dinner. No, it was, and then, yeah. yes, he was, he was going to be gone and come. He was like, I'll come see you on Friday. And then it went up. And so then they weren't able to really have any sort of communication. And it was just really, really hard to just have it cut off, like mm-hmm. just to be completely cut off. And it's just, a, it was a fascinating listen of just this time period that I haven't studied or learned a lot about. I love listening to audiobooks that kind of take you to what it was like to walk in people's shoes. But then also it was interesting because they kind of, I felt like the author really explored how some of the people just kind of got in line and did what they were told. And others were like, no, like, this is not okay. Like, we don't want to live our life like this. We're not free. And it was interesting how it sounded like they really, like the government really portrayed it as like, you don't want to live over there. Like we Mm -hmm. have it, you know, we have it good here. And so a lot of people just bought into that. Whereas there was other people that were like, hold up, like, wait, we have all these rules and regulations that if we don't follow them, like there are severe consequences and stuff. And so it was just a really, really fascinating um, novel. Some of it was a little bit unbelievable, but overall what I felt like, unbe- what, like what? Well, I don't want to give away all the parts of the book, but um, so one of the things is that they end up tunneling and they, they tunnel to freedom and mm-hmm. I, mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of unbelievable things that happened at that time. A lot of cruel things that happened at that time that we would think was unbelievable, but actually happened. Yes. So it's very possible that the book is, I didn't, I don't think the author had sometimes at the end, the author will say, no, this is based upon this story and this story and this story. And it kind of brought them all together that there was not that. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure it's possible that, you know, and I remember going to that exhibit and then them talking about like people hiding in like parts of the car and stuff like, and oh yeah, you know, do you remember about, yeah. that? It was like very fascinating how they, how creative mm-hmm. they got. And a lot of times they would get found, but every once in a while they would break, you know, they would make it through. And so there was, I felt like because of that exhibit, it felt very believable. Most of it, mm-hmm. because I, it just, I was like, Oh, I remember that and that and everything. So anyway, it was called a night divided. It's by Jennifer A. Nielsen. I've been told because I mentioned on Instagram and people said she's got some other books that are really, really good as well. So I need to check into that. Um, But I listened to it for free on Libby. What's saving my life is a little bit of a unique thing, but um, not too long ago, I got a new to me car. I should say I got Jesse, you were the one that basically you picked it out. How, how we always do it is we use CarMax and I kind of tell you what I want. And mm-hmm. then 
you pick out a few options for me and then I kind of pick from those because if I were to get on CarMax and well, try to... Plus, you just don't care. I really don't care. Reminds me of the time that you were like, what is your dream, dream car? Like, someday I want to get to your dream car. And I was like, I don't have one. Like, Well, no. friend, okay, so we have gotten the same model of car four times in a row. Because if you like the model, if you like the car, why are you going to get something it's like different? Steve Jobs in his shirts. Well, yeah. Eliminate decision fatigue. Okay. Anyway. So yes, I was like, I want the same model. Just let's get a you know newer version and a different color because my pretty, old car. Pretty much the same color. They well, both, they've all pretty much been the same color. Okay. But this one was a little bit of a different bit color different. because my old car was going to Caitlin. And so we wanted, she's getting to use it right now. And so I didn't want to have the exact same colors or hers, but Anyway, that's an aside. So we got this car and I was like, I really don't want it to just get trashed like our other cars because <clears throat> mine. Yes, because if you have a child who has a feeding tube and especially a child who is like David with a feeding tube who likes to water the car with his feeding tube. And as it's in, not water. No, as in he unplugs it and then just picture like a shower spigot and he's just like waving it around and spraying it. And it's this thick formula that looks like throw up. Um, or just thick formula. Yes. Well, it I... Just, and sticks to everything. Everything is so really hard, hard to, to get, get off. off. So it's like splatters all over the car. Anyway, so we... You had this great idea. It wasn't my idea. You had this great idea to buy car seat covers that would go under the car seats. Yes. So, um, car and seat are two words to go to uh, modify covers. And then oh, we're, having, we're having a grammar lesson too. Is one word. So the car seats <laughs> for the car seats. Um, anyway, so you got them and I was a big cynic cause I was like, those things are not going to work. They're not going to stay on. They're not going to help whatever, but they've worked so well. Did you get them from Amazon? Did you research at all or did you just go on Amazon? And I had an idea to, okay, this is, Amazon is scary. Okay. It's like it reads your mind. You just thought it. I just and then thought all of about a sudden- it and saying, Hey, I, 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 you know, we just got this. I want to go look and see if they have some. And I pulled it up and it was on suggested items. I'm like, Hold really? Up. Did you say it out loud? No. How that's I have no clue. I mean, I had probably I'd looked at the mats before because I got some mats off of Amazon. That's a little freaky. Oh, it's there. There's been a couple times that's things like, like that have, have happened. It's like this is too too weird. In youth group the other night, I was this is a, I don't even know how we got on the subject, but talking about have you ever seen a chicken lay an egg? Okay, so some of us had and some of us hadn't. And so somebody was like, oh, man, I'd really like to see what that was like. I was like, I'm not sure that you would. But um, because <laughs> one person was like, it's like a baby being born. But um, and, and I'm sure they hadn't seen a baby being born either. And so. so somebody pulled open their phone and pulled up TikTok and like literally right there, like they open up their phone. They're like. I wonder if my phone, and they open up their phone and open, and it's like right there. Oh, that's a chicken is laying an egg. And then they were like, oh, and so, yes. Um, Your phone's was, always listening. Yes. Anyway. Okay. That's an aside. Um, that's a little freaky, but 
Yeah. They, Amazon knew, Amazon knew we needed these things. And so we'll link to them in the show notes, but they have stayed on really well. And the nice thing is, is that you can just pull them off and dump out all the the crumbs or whatever. And And the the, coverage is really nice too. And it drapes over the sides of the seats. So that way, and it's got a little pocket that can catch things too. So. The other thing I was thinking is it probably keeps the seat, you know how when you, if you have a car seat in there for a long yeah. time, it kind of smushes down yeah. and kind of ruins the, just mm-hmm. the imprint on the right. seat. And it feels like these are going to keep the seats yep. looking That's a lot nicer. So highly recommended. We will link to them in the show notes, the car seat covers for the car seats. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. If you've heard me talk at all over the last few years, you know that I went through a season where I had very severe seasonal allergies, and it took me a while to figure out what was triggering it, and it was debilitating. If you've ever suffered from this, I actually had my polyps got really swollen in my nose, and then I got chronic rhinitis, so I could not smell out of my nose. And not only that, but I would have these really awful headaches, the kind that just kept me from being able to enjoy my life. And I started going to an ENT, and one of the things that he recommended was Claritin D. And so for a time period, I took Claritin, and it was such a help to me. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It works so well. I am a living testament to how well it works. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. So if you've ever suffered from seasonal allergies, if you can relate to kind of some of the things that I have experienced and you want some relief... I highly recommend checking out Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Amwar makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amwar, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? 
I can't even remember and styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoir has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amoir.style forward slash crystal. That is amoir.style A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoir today. This episode is sponsored by Byheart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. All right, Jesse. When something's not working, a tweak that has made a big difference in our lives recently. So we did an episode, it was a few episodes ago, talking about um, some changes that we made in our life. And I talked about why I'm saying no. We'll link to that in the show notes. But um, if you didn't listen to that episode, I'd recommend doing that because that'll kind of give some foundation for some big changes that had happened in our life that had just made things more challenging. And um, so we'd made these changes as a result of that. But I still was feeling like an area that wasn't working was my work time. Now, I work full time, but I've been for since the beginning of, oh, I don't know. It's been quite a long while. I feel like that I've just been working in the cracks mostly, 
we'd set up these ideas for, you know, this ideal day. And I would have three hours, you would have three hours, the other person would watch the children during those hours. But what would always happen is when you're working at home and there's these little people at home, they know that you're at, at home. And so they, it's like they can smell you. And even if you creep downstairs mm-hmm. and um, they would just come down and I don't want to just be like, nope, mom's working, go upstairs. And so pretty soon I would just end up that my, even if I'd try, it would just be constantly interrupted. And you felt the exact same yeah, way. They like, always want the other person and who they're with. Yes. And so it just wasn't working. And I was feeling for the last few months, especially just really, really behind. And also like I was dropping so many balls and like, I just, this wasn't a good long-term solution. And it felt like I wasn't able to be fully present wherever I was, because when I would try to work, there'd be the interruptions of kids, but then I wouldn't get my work stuff done. So then when I was supposed to be with the kids, I would need to be working on work stuff too. And so I just felt like I wasn't doing a good job of being anywhere fully. And so it took me a while to kind of get to the place where I just had to be like, this is not working. And it's hard for me to admit that. But I said the four A's for tweaking your life. Number one, admit there's a problem. And I really had to come to you. I came to you a number of weeks ago and was like, this isn't working. I think it was four weeks ago. Sat you down and said, this isn't working. I just we need to do something different, but I don't know what. And I think that was the thing. Like I was feeling really stuck. Like there's no real solution that felt like it was in the best interest of the kids and the best interest of our family. And so I just had to admit there was a problem in coming to you and saying, this isn't working. So a number one, admit there's a problem Two, the second, a ask for help. That's hard for me, but to come to you and be like, I need you to help me problem solve this. This isn't working. I don't know what to do about it. And you, I think just someone who has some outside perspective, someone who's not stuck in that hole of just feeling overwhelmed can really help to see things differently. And you did, and you had this solution. What was your idea? Well, it was in two parts. Because I had been taking the mornings and then you were taking the afternoons and I realized that you're fresher in the mornings and that that was probably a good idea to start that. So switching that around so that you were taking the mornings and honestly, I wasn't really getting uh, much of the mornings anyway. So flipping it so that I took the afternoons and you took the morning so that you were fresher, but then also so you needed to get out of the house. And here a few years ago, we had used a, a office sharing um, solution that, it, nearby, and I thought would just do something like that. And I think that that would be a good good option for you. So the third A for tweaking your life is assess your options. And I really pushed back on this one when you were like, "I think you should." do the morning time. That should be your focused work time. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want to have the morning time. And you were like, but that's 
when you're at your freshest, that's when you're best. And I was like, but I want to give my best to the kids. But he's like, you've been doing that for the last, you know, trying that and it's not working well. And I realized that one of the things was that I hadn't been doing a good job of getting up and kind of getting ready for the day. And I thought, you know what, if I have to get out the door, that's going to motivate me to really use my mornings well, Mm -hmm. get up, get ready for the day, go put my head down, get work done. And so then I could come back midday and have accomplished hopefully a lot and then be ready to jump in and really focus on the kids and then give you that time for you to go and get focused work done. And you seem to, I feel like the afternoons seem to work pretty well for you to be able to get work done. So you gave me this option and this idea and I had to really process through it. Like I said earlier, I'm a cynic. And so I just really pushed back on it at first, but we talked about it some more and I was like, you know what, what's, what I'm doing is not working. I'm just going to try this. So the options have changed quite a bit since we had it before. And so we both did some research, looked at different options and really thought about what is it that would work best for me? What are my needs and what are the costs involved? And there were quite a few people who suggested, well, what about the library? Which would be an amazing idea because it's free. But the problem is, is that our library, the closest library that even offers like a quiet study room, which many places in other cities do this, but the closest one here is 30 minutes away and they only offer two hours twice a week and you have to reserve it in advance and it's first come first serve. So that was not a great option. I needed something that I could be able to go there and do radio interviews, Zoom meetings, podcast interviews on my, um, not in-person podcast interviews, but like I would be on somebody else's podcast. So doing it over Zoom and just be able to have quiet work time as well. So lots of um, ability and flexibility to just be able to pop in there and do that. And so I did a free trial at, I was going to do it multiple places, but I actually ended up doing it at two different co-working spaces. And by the second co-working space within five minutes, I was like, this is the one. And so I went ahead and got a one month membership to it because we said we were going to try it for one month. And that's the fourth A, which is actually to kind of twist it here because I couldn't come up with a good word. Maybe somebody can, but actually stick with it for one to three weeks because I think sometimes we'll make a change and within, you know, if it's not just changing our life in radical ways right away, we're like, oh, this is not going to work. But sometimes you have to stick with it for a little while to see the results. And while I did within a few days know that this was going to make a big difference, it has taken more than a few days for me to kind of feel like I'm getting more caught back up because I was so far behind. Um, So admit there's a problem, ask for help, assess your options, and actually stick with it for one to three weeks. Actively stick with it. Actively stick with it. Yeah, that works. Um, So anyway, the, the cool thing about this is the place that I went ahead and got a membership for it's I have 24 seven access. They have free snacks and drinks, which, Hey, that's kind of a selling point because they're really nice snacks and drinks. They've got the coolest machine that makes really nice lattes. They can do decaf. They can do, they've got really great Tazo tea and all the fixings for it and um, LaCroix and just, you know, Hey, 
I'm all about the snacks and drinks, but um, <laughs> the other the other thing is to think of if I were to go to a coffee shop, let's yes, say you would be spending a lot of money there. You would be spending. I mean, if you were going to get just a drink now at coffee shops are like six or seven bucks, yeah. it feels like. And if I'm going to be there for three hours, I'm probably going to get you know maybe more than just one drink. And I mean, so the cheapest drink is a cup of coffee. Even that's three dollars. Yes, and, uh, and that's for drink, a small. And I don't so. drink coffee. Um, so anyway, it was when I did the math on it, I was like, if I use it 20 days a month, it comes out to be about 18-ish dollars a day. Like for me, for what it's allowing me mm-hmm. to do is that's a really good rate for all of the options and all of the amenities that they offer. Plus, I mean, I can work there. Literally, I could go there in the middle of the night. I could go there on Saturdays. I can, and the parking is included in that, which is interesting because the other day downtown was having this huge event. And so people were like, parking was crazy. And um, I was able to just go drive into my, you know, into the parking lot and they weren't letting anybody else in, but in anywhere else you were having to pay $20 for Mm -hmm. a parking spot. But so I was like, well, that's an extra added value. Um, Anyway. So the return on investment though, of this tweak that we've made has impacted my life in so many areas that I wasn't expecting. Like I was thinking, oh, this is going to allow me to compartmentalize more. This is going to allow me to be able to get more focused work done so I can be more present when I'm at work and more present when I'm at home. But I didn't expect how it was going to just free up space in my brain for creativity. And it's felt like this new creative gust has just, or this like dam has burst forth. I have so many great ideas. I have so much inspiration. I'm so excited about the business stuff. But then I also am finding that when I'm at home, I have so much more calmness to be fully present at home. But then also in all relationships, like I realize, oh, when I'm with friends, I'm more present and excited to be there because I'm just compartmentalizing better. And I think the other thing is it's motivating me to get up and get out the door. And Mm -hmm. there's just something about getting up early, getting dressed for the day and getting started that it has this trickle down effect of you. I feel like good habits beget good habits. And so by midday, I've gotten so much done and then I can just, you know, come home and play with the kids and just do homeschool preschool with them. And we can play outside and I can clean the house and, just there's just been this extra burden lifted off of me of me trying to do a bunch of things at once and feeling like I'm working in the cracks and I'm just constantly everything is kind of overflowing into all the other areas and I feel like for you then Jesse it's it's allowed us to have some good conversations of okay now what's going to work well for you and we've that's you know, we just a few days ago had a conversation. I'm like, okay, now how can we set things up so that your time can be more ideal for you? And what is that going to look like? And so that's what we're now going to be working on doing a better job of is for you probably working at the co-working space isn't going to, that's not your ideal working space. Although I really want you to try it out. Yeah, to try it out. 
I, think, I, I remember trying it out before and it was, it was fun. But, I, but so just figuring that out as well. And so, you know, assessing and trying things I think is good. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sharing this and for a lot of you, this is not going to be a solution. You know, you're, you don't have the flexibility in your schedule that, you know, to go do something like this, or um, maybe financially that wouldn't make sense. Um, or you don't work from home full time or whatever. But I hope that sharing this very practical example just gives you some inspiration and encouragement for maybe an area in your life where you feel stuck. And so starting by saying, there's a problem, admit there's a problem, and then asking for help. So asking someone in your life, whether it's your spouse, a good friend, a mentor saying, you know, I'm having this problem. I feel stuck here. I feel like this is not working. What ideas do you have to help me think outside the box, to problem solve, to tweak some things, to come up with some solutions that might work? And then assessing those options. And even if you're feeling that pushback, like that won't work, or I don't want to do that, to go ahead and really though dig into, okay, maybe this is not what you would consider your first choice, but would this be a really good choice that could actually work really well for who you are and how you're wired. And then finally, actually sticking with it for a few weeks and not just giving up too soon. Jesse, do you have any words of wisdom or thoughts as we close this out? Well, I was just thinking, don't get bogged down by, well, that's not going to work. That's not practical for me. What's practical for you might look different than what was practical for us. And what met our needs, but just like what Crystal said, what you said was in admitting that there needs to be a change. I was, I mean, just like with our podcast yesterday, we said there needs to be a change. We need to redo it. You know, we need to come up with another solution. We need to go in a different direction, you know, be willing to think outside the box for those solutions. You know, it, it's, you don't need to continue going in the same direction if it's not working. What all that's going to do is build a rut. And ruts are just graves with the ends knocked out. That's good. Is that your quote or somebody else's quote? Somebody else's quote. Okay. I don't remember who. Well, I just always think you're not stuck unless you choose to be. I mean, that is, yes, there are some situations where, you know, we could talk about some really awful, horrific things happening in the world where people are stuck. But I'm, if you're listening to this podcast, Probably you are not in any of those situations. And so probably your area where you feel stuck, you're probably not actually stuck. And so to start from the belief that you're not stuck right there, that is the first step towards being able to find a solution. So you're not stuck, but you might need someone on the outside to help you problem solve and come up with a way to climb up out of that pit. You might need somebody to throw you a rope and then help pull you out. And when you feel that resistance, lean into that and really say, where is this coming from? And why am I feeling this? And what can I do about this? And then be willing to try something new. Even if you're like, I don't think that'll work. Try it because what you're doing right now 
is not not working. (laughs) So you might as well try something else and stick with it for a little while. And maybe it won't work, but maybe it will give you some inspiration and ideas for some other things you could try. So keep trying and keep tweaking. Life is never this, you know, you get in a rut and you stay in that rut for the rest of your life. What works now might not work later. And so be willing to tweak and change as your seasons and your struggles and your needs change. The other thing too, maybe you are in a rut and you need a fresh perspective as to the situation that you're in so that you will look at it no longer as a rut, Mm. but having a new purpose with what you're doing Mm. and a new mission so that with that new perspective gives you a new drive that you never had. You might still be going in that same direction and minus that change of mindset, you're it's still in the same spot, but that change in mindset is the world. So admit there's a problem, ask for help, assess your options, and actually stick with it for one to three weeks. We'd love to hear from you as always. We love your feedback. We love your constructive criticism. We love your ideas for upcoming episodes. So if you have anything that you'd love to share with us, please send me an email, crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 